Welcome to Get Up in the Cool Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friends are Chris Bracken and Nicole Singer. We recorded this two weekends ago at Raise the Rafters Traditional Song Weekend in Rhododendron, Oregon. Before we get started, I have a quick word from a sponsor for this episode. Love old-time music, dance, art, and craft? Immerse yourself in Appalachian culture at the beautiful John C. Campbell Folk School. Located in Western North Carolina, we offer week-long and weekend classes in old-time music, instrument building, woodworking, fiber arts, blacksmithing, cooking, gardening, pottery, and much, much more folkschool.org. Visit that to see our full catalog of classes or 1-800-FOLK-SCH as in school to register. Thanks John C. Campbell Folk School and thanks to Ian Dosland and John Murner who signed up to support Get Up in the Cool on Patreon last week because while this podcast gets the occasional sponsorship, it's by and large listener funded. If you're not supporting Get Up in the Cool and you can't afford to, please do. You can sign up right now at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. Thanks again to Ian and John. Stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to keep up with Chris Bracken and Nicole Singer. But first, here's our interview and sing. Enjoy. Cape Cod girls don't need no combs. Heave away, all away. Comb their hair with the codfish bones. And we're bound away for Australia. Heave her up, me bully, bully boys. Heave away. All the way, heave her up and don't you make a noise And we're bound away for Australia Oh, Cape Cod girls ain't no one's fools Heave away, all the way Getting PhDs in the codfish schools And we're bound away for Australia It's heave her up me bully, bully boys, heave away, haul away, heave her up, and don't you make a noise, and we're bound away for Australia. Cape Cod girls are capable and witty, heave away, haul away, when they chair the codfish committee, and we're bound away for Australia. It's heave her up, me bully, bully boys. Heave away, all away. Heave her up, and don't you make a noise, and we're bound away for Australia. And Cape Cod girls are the smartest and the strongest. Heave away, haul away Passing bills in the Codfish Congress And we're bound away for Australia Heave her up, me bully, bully boys Heave away, haul away Heave her up and don't you make a noise And we're bound away for Australia Cape Cod girls don't need your opinion. Heave away, haul away. On how they rule the codfish dominion. And we're bound away for Australia. It's heave her up, me bully, bully boys. Heave away, haul away. Heave her up. And don't you make a noise And we're bound away for Australia 
affectionate and snarky. Heave away, haul away. When they fight the codfish patriarchy and we're bound away <laughs> for Australia. It's heave up, me bully, bully boys. Heave away, haul away. Heave up and don't you make a noise and we're bound away for Australia. It's heave me bully, bully boys Heave away, haul away Heave her up and don't you make a noise And we're bound away for Australia <laughs> Sorry, I broke <laughs> no, Oh my god uh, It's very good Yeah, <laughs> like very good. discursive language for comedic effect is always funny <laughs> in songs, especially in a, in a song like this, where I expect there to be certain kinds of language. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you got me. <laughs> Chris Bracken, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. And Nicole Singer, welcome back to Get Up in the Cool. <laughs> Thank you both. Uh, we're here at Ray's. The Rafters. Yay! The inaugural, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but based on the youth traditional song weekend, mm-hmm. which you two do. Yes, make. yeah. We are on the organizing <laughs> yeah, yeah. committee, but it is Nicole Singer's brainchild. I had this idea 11 years. We're about yeah. to have our 11th one in March. Um, and like maybe two years ago, I think, is when Alex Sturbaum called me up and said, hey, what if we did West Coast version of this? Yeah. And and we said, yeah, like, please, please yes, wonderful. Um, and also, like, do you want help? And so we've been we've been exchanging notes for months yeah. and months. And so real talk, what do you think? How's it going? Is it uh, how's this your, your festival baby, your festival <laughs> grandbaby? <laughs> well, it was a hoot. So we we flew across the country uh, last night and we got in about twelve thirty, driving up the mountain in a storm. And uh, <laughs> came through the rain in the parking lot, opened the door, and there were the people singing around the fire. And uh, it was like, ah, we have come home. This is a place where we know yeah. this is how the community works. And this is this is the thing that we take joy in. So it's a delight to show up here and yeah. see the thing happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very like, ooh, look, this is real. And and I think it's going beautifully. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. And it's, it's been really interesting to see, you know, what stuff they've borrowed from us what stuff they've adapted what stuff they've done differently um they've got a like a lot of the staff members are quite different than folks we've had before which mm. is really fun to see how, how so oh just like like i don't think we've had mary garvey on staff oh and, you mean like the specific and, individuals yeah yeah yeah, new people. yeah 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 and, also, and the thrive choir we haven't yeah had thrive yet. choir having a whole yeah. choir to talk through harmonizing and harmony strategies pretty cool amazing yeah cool. <laughs> yeah yeah Awesome. Well, I have so many things I want to talk to you all about. I want to talk about the songs themselves that we'll be singing, but I also want to talk about like event organizing for like facilitating music space. We talked about this a little bit uh, when we talked to Nicole last, but, um, and then I also want to talk about, yeah, specifically how to make a successful singing, um, a, a sing, as a noun, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how to make a sing work? What kinds of songs work for it? Um, how do you teach people things on the fly? And maybe that could include some on record me flubbing my way through some <laughs> lyrics uh, for the sake of verisimilitude. 
Yeah. Love it. But first of all, yeah. what what's that song we just sang? Oh, yeah. So that's Cape Cod Girls, and I'm going to embarrass myself by not actually knowing origin stories of it, but I feel like it's one of those songs that's been around um, for ages and ages in this sort of folk singing community and unaccompanied singing land. Wait, what do you mean when you say ages and ages? Oh, that's is a, it a question. Is it a written song in, like, a revival tradition, or is it older? Oh, man. Now i got to, like, go back and read through all of my Yeah, I feel like you're the one who's got the good book. I- yeah, yeah. I have, like, a whole <laughs> library of, like, sea shanty books. And my trouble is that I know that the songs are in there somewhere. I don't always remember which songs are in which books. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can I can get back to you on that. But, yeah, okay, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's in there. But Even a lot of those books, right? That is a... It's a... Um, one of those, what I think of as like pinning the butterfly. Yes. Um, right. That like of this course. is one expression of one version of a song that one person told to another, and there may be a hundred other versions or no other versions. Um, and it, it is a snapshot of a certain thing in time that that uh, as part of revivalist movements, right? We've yeah. taken and um, and are now saying like, oh, this is the way we sing it. And so that's part of why. Um, so like a lot of other things in the the shanty shape. Um, it's uh, a shanty shape. So mm-hmm. a, a call and response and a, a extemporaneous um, think of something to keep the process moving because you are in theory potentially yeah. doing a work right. movement. While keep it all right. So yeah. keep keep coming up with more verses right. until the job is done. It's uh, a long job. We got to get from uh, Cape Cod to right. Australia. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of healing. A couple of miles power. between yeah. here and there, <laughs> um, or maybe we just have to get this one uh, sail up on the way there but either way you got to have more verses but um yeah I, I i so that those verses um in that version are a lot of them are mine and a handful of them are ones that other friends of mine invented um that gave me the sort of inspiration for okay if you can make it about anything why can't you make it about them fighting the patriarchy right like, you know um it's a fun up-tempo easy starter song to yeah. kick off a sing um, and might as well put my own spin on it and make it about writing laws in Congress because hell yeah, you know, um, they don't need to just be, I don't know, brushing their hair or I don't know, wearing their aprons or whatever it is. And, they and do ba- baking pies. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it's about baking yeah pies. just yeah. adapt it for what some Cape Cod girls I know do. Yeah, which is <laughs> absolutely. Make some laws and fight the patriarchy. <laughs> Very good. Weren't you saying like you're sometimes appending like like codfish or something to Congress or things like that. Yeah. So I didn't know how literal we were being or like, right. Like, yeah, what, <laughs> right. So that's it's a very playful song. Right. And it's an, it's an element of the, the, uh, when I say original, the version that I learned certainly is, um, your Cape Cod girls don't need no sleds. They slide downhill on the codfish head. So you are already making a silliness okay. out of, right. You know, that's not a literal thing. Um, comb their hair with the codfish bone. So it's that that playful nature and the sort of like making a silly rhyme to that puts forward a goofy image is already part of the song. I just is, is, put in different goofy images. Is the origin of the song is it supposed to sort of poke fun at femininity as expressed in Cape Cod during this time? Um, either with malicious intent or good natured? I mean I think it's hard to tell the intent. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Um, like, it's, I mean, it certainly reads that way. Like, versions of it read that way, for sure. Um, but I think also there's um, so, or something that I wanted to add to what you were saying earlier, right, is that, like, the, uh, like as these songs got either, like, written down or publicized, like, there's a couple of um, 
collectors who like who have like specific agendas around like how to frame these songs right yeah. and so like like we know we know this version from this moment in time that version from that moment in time like we don't know how directly collected that was we don't know if this was like the person who was collecting it also added more lyrics if it was a collage of stuff like like there's <clears throat> there are so many variables that go into what we see in a printed book um yeah. including like the intent of the collector as well as whoever made up the lyrics which who like because it sounds like there are many are, people who would have done that <laughs> those original lyrics it's like it's one of those things like you know sometimes when people like try to get you with a takedown it's like that's actually a compliment, <laughs> you know, it's uh -huh. like, yeah. Right, right. Cave Cod girls can make anything out of anything because yeah. they are, in fact, yeah, it, you know. Resourceful. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I like uh, where you took it. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Now I'm all like embarrassed that I don't, I, I want to say it's in Shannon's of the Seven Seas, but I can, I can check that and get back to you later and we can like <laughs> tweak the edits or whatever. Yes, that is in Stan Hugel's book of things. Um, you know, you know, often uh, my guests are like, you know, like fiddle nerds and it's like, someone's going to write in and tell, you know, oh, yeah. tell me about it. But like, I don't know. They might not actually know about <laughs> some of this stuff. So I, they're, they're shanty nerds would. Shanty nerds totally would. Are, and yeah. frowning at us right now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And there's, and there's also the, like, there's the, uh, the thing of, you know, um, it, like, part of me is like it's okay that you don't know it right off the top of your tongue because resources exist and I can just go look it up if I need to like yeah. remember it at this you know here I am across the country from my home and my library <laughs> like I can't just walk to the shelf and yeah. go get, I don't have that yeah. book with me. you know um but then there's also I don't know I I get I'm gonna get a teeny tiny soapbox um of like in song communities there's often this like great value placed on being able to recite the pedigree of a song yes and of like what like the like authenticity big air quotes of um like where it came from and how you learned it and did you learn it in the right way and can you recite all the sources right. and then can you can you recite not only like the book that so-and-so learned it from but also that you learned it from so-and-so person a and who learned it from person b who learned it from person c who got who got it from the book who was friends with the writer like like there's a whole yeah. thing about being able to do that um which like i appreciate in a in a storytelling sort of way but is also like yeah. That is inaccessible and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a huge barrier to entry, and it's an interesting change for me. So I grew up in a, a 70s folk revival community in upstate mm. New York, um, and so a lot of where I learned these songs is from Bob, my dad's friend, who sang it when I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, and maybe they got it from Stan Hugel's, right. or from somebody's recording who got it from Stan Hugel's. Like, that, that lineage, again, with the air quotes, may exist, but... That wasn't something that was emphasized when I was a kid and when I was learning these songs. It was just, these are the songs, this is what we enjoy doing. Um, and that's come as I've become an adult and a little bit later, I think, as that, um, I don't know if it was always there in other communities and I encountered it or if it has been growing in singing communities in general. I think it might be some of both. This idea that it's important to know the backstory. And so I've been doing more of my homework. Yeah. That wasn't a thing, you know, when I started singing as a kid, like, I, didn't, I didn't know where this stuff came from. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, appeals to authority uh, or to one's own authority can be kind of an obstacle to pleasure. Because yeah. if you're trying to feel powerful by like singing some obscure singing tradition, like for people, you know, it's like, 
this isn't the best way to, right. you know, it's, it's a very like a, specific kind of flex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you have this niche hobby and you're going to be gatekeeping about it. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, on the flip side, of course, there's like so much of the history of many of these songs is completely erased. Right. Yes. And that's, and it's important for us to also like yeah. know, honor and amplify that too. So it's like, like it does, it does go both ways. Um, but the, yeah, the, the part that I worry about is that like, the, the flex gatekeepingness of it. It's like anything, right? You have to find the balance and to be able to make space for, oh, I don't actually know that. And to, for somebody to say, oh, I think it actually is from here mm-hmm. and have that be part of a, a conversation and community. Yeah. Sure. And you're doing it in a friendly way and not a, well, I can't believe you didn't know your homework and have your citations ready. I really want it to become normal to be like, I, you know, I, I know that I found this in an assortment of sources give me your email address. I'll get back to you and tell you more yeah. than you ever wanted to know. Like, don't worry. I got you. And let's keep singing now. Yeah. You know? Well, let's, let's sing another song. What do you want to do next? It's on the old list. Well, we made a list of like, since you had asked earlier about what kinds of songs get people singing. Yeah. Um, we talked about songs that either have like structures that are intuitive or um, melodies that are intuitive mm. or where only one word changes. So it's mm. like easy to like when you get the pattern, you can just kind of keep going with it. Um, uh, do, you, uh, or do, do you have thoughts on any of these? Yeah, pick one of those. Pick one that you do. Um, great. Uh, maybe. Uh, can we, do, can we do Dashing Away with a Smoothing Iron? Yes. <laughs> dashing Away with a Smoothing Iron? This is a hilarious song. This is a hilarious little song. Um, dashing Away with a Smoothing Iron. Um, and I... <laughs> you ready for like a wacky pedigree recitation? Oh yeah, here it comes. Um, I learned this song while I was extremely sick after YTS 2020. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, which... Uh, yeah, I was. it was like the sickest I've ever been. It was terrible. And I watched an enormous quantity of Downton Abbey. And there's a scene where um, Carson is extremely chipper about something and starts singing this song. And I was like, oh, what's that? This is great. Carson is the like head butler. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and he starts singing this song. And I was like, that's a delight. What's this thing? And I like went and looked it up. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, chipper, you know, chipper song about days of the week and washing things. And you know, it's, it's, just, it's very lovely. <laughs> um, it's got the same pattern. Uh, the day of the week changes, and so does what this person is doing with the linens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Headline. That's the structure. All right. Great. Um, um, Twas on a Monday morning as I beheld my darling. She looks so fine and charming in every high degree. She looks so neat and nimble, oh, washing of her linen, oh, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron. She stole my heart away. Twas on a Tuesday morning as I beheld my darling. She looked so fine and charming in every high degree. She looked so fine and charming. So neat and nimble, oh, wringing out her linen, oh, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron. She stole my heart away. Twas on a Wednesday morning as I beheld my darling. She looked so fine, charming in every high degree. She looked so neat and nimble, oh, hanging out her linen, oh. Dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron. She stole my heart away. Twas on a Thursday morning as I beheld my darling. She looked so fine and charming in every high degree. 
She looks so neat and nimble, oh, folding of her linen, oh, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron. She stole my heart away. Twas on a Friday morning as I beheld my darling. She looked so fine and charming in every high degree. She looked so neat and nimble, wearing of her linen, oh. Dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron, dashing away with the smoothing iron, she stole my heart away. <laughs> okay, it took me a little while with all the thimbles and nimbles. And yeah, like, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's, that's one of those that I like. It's got sort of a two level. You can grab just the dashing away right. with the smoothing iron and hang on that, and that's nice and straightforward. Or you can sing everything but the what is she doing to the linen. Right. And that's a little more of a reach, you know, so you can sort of. So there's levels to it. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, if, if this song was longer, um, then, like, maybe. What I did in hearing this for the first time is like, oh, I, I grab the one at the end, and then maybe I'm starting to chip away at it a little bit by the end. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there are more verses for Saturday and Sunday. I just don't remember them, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Five days is enough. On Saturday, you take a break from linen. Yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's a great example. Of, yeah. There's different levels of engagement, different, like, metrics of success i feel like I, I teach this like when i'm teaching my banjo students like how to grab a melody it's like well what are the anchor points and then it's like oh if the tune's still going and you have all the anchor points you can fill in this little bit and this little bit god it's it's so hard for me to pick up <laughs> the lyrics on the on the go though because i'm because thi- i'm thinking about the the rhythm and the pitches yeah. And the volume and all that stuff as well as yeah. all of the words and then the concepts in the words. Do you have any ideas about that other than just do it a lot? Oh, I may have thrown you a little bit of a curveball. That's a speedy one. You know? So it's, yes. it's like it's harder when you when you don't have like long drawn out vowels to play with. Like, yeah, yeah we, we have we have a couple with some longer drawn out things and then a couple with different like you could grab different levels. Chris, I was thinking of. Um, either Bright Morning Stars or Three Jolly Fishermen on right. kind of opposite ends of the learning curve. <laughs> you know. Bright Morning Stars is the very accessible. Yes. Yeah. Someone yeah. sang it, I think, last night. Um, Probably. At some yeah. point. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know the song. Yeah. I feel like that's the one, one of the social sings songs that I've actually heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, out, even though I don't really go to these events. So. Yeah. Like, I think I've heard that in church, but it's not... Yeah. Explicitly church. Is it church? I mean, depends where you're singing it, right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. who's singing it and for what purpose, right? Like loads right. of um, loads of the most accessible songs are uh, are hip, some variety of hymns um, that like either some of them like maintain their their faith based verses, but some of them have been sort of like de you know secularized. Like thank you. There we go. Secularized yeah. um, and then have become like sing around campfire songs, yeah. but like you know, the accessibility of those in a church setting is like why they are so right. popular, right. you know, and, and, and they're so user friendly and they're, you know, when you're looking to bring people together around a cause, a concept, a faith, something like that's exactly the kind of song you need. And yeah. so those become the same types of songs that then get used for bringing people together over other things besides faith. And then same with work songs too, where like you want everybody to be doing something together. It has to be something that they don't have to spend a whole ton of time learning and get it pretty quick. Yeah, cool, great. Like, and then there's those songs that have like traveled between those traditions, but that's a, like a whole different podcast. <laughs> a really quick, like, little tangent, and it's like 
just like a little dollop of like religious trauma. Um, oh, no. This song, like I've just, it was just occurring to me. It's like, oh yeah, I think I've sung this in church before. I always assumed, and I think this is just how the way that I was taught to think about things that it was day is breaking in my soul, oh. like like breaking my spirit to be more obedient. Wow. So I always thought oh. it was that, and that that was good. Like growing up, and then last night, like some like whoever was singing, it was really really separating out is breaking in my soul, huh. and it, it was it was actually a really special moment for me yeah. because I was like, I'm getting to experience this communal singing thing. And I think I can, a- <laughs> like, I can actually trust these people to not try to like coerce me into, uh, all sorts of bad ideas and behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was really special. Yeah. That's a dramatically different. Meaning. Yeah. That's what a great fascinating moment. Like yeah, my discovery. <laughs> I'm happy I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I used to do so much communal singing in church, and and that is like one of the small list of things that I really miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's helpful to hear like you talking about. It. It's like yeah, that's why churches use this. It's because it's like serving this function, uh, and I like that the pretense is a little bit more like humble. <laughs> And isn't like we're going to save the world or like declaring the nature of the universe or something. I mean, not that we're not going to save the world. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but what was it you were reading in the the dog training book about singing? Remember you had me read that? Oh yeah, paragraph? yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so what a tee up. So. Um, Spoiler alert, Nicole is getting a puppy. I'm getting a puppy. <gasps> Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very thrilled. Um, I've already named him Tugboat. Um, and mm. I've been reading loads of really great dog training books, um, which are a lot about like operant conditioning and a whole bunch of other different kinds of like, you know, sort of shaping and training methods. Um, and one of the, this, this great book is called Don't Shoot the Dog, which is kind of um, kind of an intense title, but it's, uh, it's by Karen Pryor, um, I think is the author's name. And she writes about how, um, social reinforcement is a type of like that's a type of behavior reinforcement yeah. where um, uh, that's why things like singing together or like playing a game all together or um, any of that kind of thing all or dancing together like social dancing um, feel really good and is a reinforcing thing for us um, because it, it like gives us this social connection that yeah. um, fosters the behaviors that we're doing while we're you know yeah. singing and connecting together yeah um, you know, Whether she also that's working or worshiping or creating community, right? Like, yeah, it works in all of those mm. yeah. environments. Yeah, she also talks about the flip side of like when when the social group around you does not reinforce whatever it is that you're doing, right. it's very powerful. Tells you not to do that thing, right? Um, but on the flip side, it's like these these social things where everyone's doing the same thing and encouraging you to do the same thing is like just deeply reinforcing. Yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, very affirming, very connective. Huh. Love that. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, I gotta get back. I gotta. I I can go internal later. <laughs> I, just, I went there for a moment, but I need to come back. I don't know. I, yeah, it's it's yeah. It's powerful to be here this weekend. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's nice to like look behind the curtain at the organization of it and be like, everything's cool here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you want to sing next? We were d- can I, deciding. Can yeah. I, can please. I add a like disclosure for a hot second? Right. That like, I sh- I should probably disclose on the record that like. I did not grow up in a church 
in like faith tradition. I happen to have sung a whole ton of that music, but like my relationship to church is different from someone who has like actually like grown up singing this stuff. And I just wanted to like make that quite clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it is something that I've noticed that's quite common through a large number of faith traditions that there are songs that go with it. That like this yeah. isn't. It's not specific to churches, and it's also not specific to like my experience. Like I don't know. I'm trying to draw a commonality between yeah. groups of people singing together, not necessarily like making proclamations about churches and the history of church music because that's not actually my area of expertise i'm trying to mostly address the yeah like the social bit of it and how that brings people together hmm. do you want to sing bright morning stars do oh. you want to sing something else i feel like we were talking about writing bright yeah, morning we, stars yeah. and we went down a lovely detour but sure sure yeah i could yeah, sing bright morning stars um ready to get my soul broken in no nah. <laughs> um <laughs> the sun is rising <laughs> I actually might sing a version of this, um, like a version of the lyrics of this that are less faith-based um, because I sang it as a wake-up song for this camp that I taught at this summer. There was like mm. an art camp. I taught ceramics at this camp. Um, like severely not faith-based at all. Yeah. Severely. So I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a rather irreverent place in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I sang like the staff take turns waking up the whole camp by making some sort of noise. <laughs> and I decided to sing this at the top of my lungs. Um, tweaking the verses slightly so it's a little less um a little more secularized rather the song. i can like tune my turn <laughs> Stars are rising, bright morning stars are rising, bright morning stars are rising, day is breaking in my soul. Oh, tell me where you're bound for. Oh, tell me where you're bound for. Oh, tell me where you're bound for. Oh. 
The concept of the soul is still present. Sure. But it's not about death and Yeah, yeah. there's 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 Afterlife not there's not a, a heaven situation brought into the picture. Right. Um you know, I mean like down to the valley and down to the mountain, like you know, related but not It seems like it's, it's more about like what happens in life. It's sure. like, it's like yeah. I like that. That's great and useful. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So at the very top of my lungs. Um to the this beautiful side of the mountain and it, it just like reverberated mm. off the mountains and all the like sleepy teenagers popped out of their books being like who <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> I was there teaching art stuff too so they had no idea that I sang yeah <laughs> buckle up <laughs> <laughs> um so tell me more about uh youth trad song weekend YTS yeah it is a youth-focused, but not youth-exclusive, uh, social singing weekend. No, what do you mean by youth-focused? Yeah, so what we mean is that we're intentionally making a space for younger singers, and of course, in the folk community, younger, the way we have delineated that is over and under 50. So we're not, we are talking children, but also uh, what, what we, Nicole and I and other folks in sort of our generation, which is to say what? With late thirties, mid thirties now. Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> I forget how much younger than me you are. But, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, making space for us in a um, a singing community that is was overwhelmingly, at least when some of us were were coming up and first encountering it, um, folks were sort of baby boomer generation um, or older and had come into it as part of the seventies folk revival, and so they were sort of dominating and, and there would be some of us who were a handful here and a handful there in our different areas, but really making space for those younger people and specifically to come together and uh, compare notes on yeah. how we're interacting with that stuff. And so very much welcoming tradition bearers, welcoming um, folks over 50 to come and be part of that, but with the explicit intention that like, if you're coming to do that, it's not to hang out just with other people over 50, but to actively yeah. engage with folks who are younger and to have those cross-generational conversations and share songs um, and really be be looking towards um, creating that continuum of people continuing this. What kind of, what kind of behaviors have to be different if it's, if an event is youth focused? Well, what are the assumptions that have to be examined and yeah, I mean, I think changed. Um, there's like a couple of the goals of the event are things that um, are things that were like particularly salient for our generation in terms of like being able to get to events, for instance. Like there were a lot of um, singing events that for whatever reason were not um, like financially accessible or geographically accessible. And loads of us had 
not a lot of money and not a lot of transit options, <laughs> you know, yeah. and or like they were on these dates that were like right, you know, right in the middle of when a lot of us would have been in school at the time or whatever. Um, and so we really wanted to make something that was accessible in yeah, all of those materially. ways. Yeah, materially. Yeah. Yeah. Materially. <laughs> materially accessible. Yeah. Accessible. Um, but then we also wanted to make sure that it was like, um, that like the staff that we hired were, sp- were like specifically going to be presenting topics that were like, you know, of interest to everybody, but perhaps especially to, to like young adult singers and who could be like good resources for those folks and like a, sort of address some of the, like some of the, areas of interest that we wish to talk about things like, you know, like talking about gender and anti-racism and, you know, all of that and like queer affirming community culture, um, that wasn't an explicit part of events of events as far as I know of, or of the events that I went to anyway. Um, and for the record, like I love the folks who run those events and I, and I work with many of them still on other things, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we totally love them, but we also like, we really wanted there to be, um, something that's focused for this particular demographic mm. of, um, of young adult singers who at the time felt few and far between. Um, mm. But then it turns out we were more numerous than we thought well, and I'm, growing I'm, fast. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I'm not sure it necessarily feels that way anymore. It also, the idea came a little bit, Nicole, correct me if I'm wrong, but from there's um, Youth Dance Weekend had mm-hmm. formed shortly before uh, Youth Trat Song Weekend, and that was a similar idea of making space for contra dancers specifically who are younger. Um, and so that, you know, having that um, as a mm. sort of inspirational point. Mm. Yeah, Youth Dance Weekend, I think at the time, at least, I forget if this is their policy still, but they, they were specifically for dancers under 35. Um, and contra dancing has, has had, I think, a, a broader range of, of ages of people who have been like, like it's a little less drastic than like right. for us to set the bar at 50. Right. Um, but yeah, but that was definitely part of the idea. And for us, we also wanted to have like those tradition bearers and those leaders in and organizers and, you know, really knowledgeable singers coming to YTS. So we do actually reserve tickets for them. We just reserve to a very, like a relatively small number of tickets for yeah. them. So yeah. it's like that, like the, the older generations can't outnumber the younger generations, but we do very specifically want them there and we don't want them to be locked out entirely either. Um, so that's, and that's important to us. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. As someone who has kids, like I see, and I used to work with kids a fair amount or youth adolescents. Um, there are all these assumptions that kids have that like certain things that different generations of older people do are not for them. Uh, and they just sort of assume that and then they make value judgments about those things. Uh, I think to sort of confirm, well, I didn't want to do that anyway. You're saying this is for you. And therefore, if, if you're deciding that you don't like it, you're actually opting out. Um, and you might be missing out on something that is specifically for you. Which I think is just a very different uh, attitude than... And an event that's like, well, we have this culture, and if you can keep up and behave the right way, then um, you're in. Oh, I have so much to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a diplomatic response (laughs) coming up. I'm going to don what we in the Youth Dread Song Committee call the TRF tact. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, Right, so... uh, one facet of YTS's founding was 
like the great inspiration of things like Youth Dance Weekend of like, yeah, like this is the space we want to create. Um, but some of it, I will be honest, is like that I and, and some other younger singers who I was talking to really ran into a lot of barriers um, in talking with um, or in attending other events or in like trying to get involved in organizing other events and then encountering a lot of roadblocks when we tried to do things differently or like, you know, hey, here's this aspect of accessibility that like, can we, can we tweak this to make this more accessible in this way? And it was very like, no, we've done it this way for years and this is how we're going to do it forever. And, yeah. and, and there was this expectation that, well, you know, we really need the young people to come to our events so that they can perpetuate the thing that we've been doing forever. Um, yeah. Right. And like, it's true that a lot of those groups of folks are older and, you know, many of them have passed away and, and there's this, a little bit of like alarm of like, Oh, like our numbers are dwindling. We need mm. more people in the pipeline to come in and carry on the thing that we love so much. Yes. Um, which like I, I very much understand that I want to help people like I want to help them continue that thing that they love. But the trouble is that it's really, really hard for the kind of people that they want to attract to actually get there and do the thing. Yeah. Um, and they and encounter barriers when they're, when they try to pick up the torch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, I, I echo some of what you said about um, going to some of these events and having these experiences of, not just bear, I think I'll be a little more explicit about like d diminishment and being talked yeah. down to or not yeah. in the space or saying like, oh, you don't know from, you know, please benefit yeah. from my wealth of knowledge, which they do have, but like right. there's a making space for us to participate with that wealth of knowledge rather than saying like, be a passive participant until you have earned your right to do mm. kind of thing. Um, and I think there are those of us who, who really want to carry on some parts and some energy of this tradition, but we want to leave some pieces of it that don't work for us behind. Yeah. And I think it is hard for some of our um, elders is maybe, I'm, they may be <laughs> using that, but... Pre predecessors? Yeah, well, I, I mean, they're not, they're not deceased, right? But like... <laughs> our, our friends and community members who are a little bit older to accept that we don't want to do exactly what, we don't want to keep perpetuating exactly. Like we right. have different perspectives and different impressions of what's important and we want it to evolve as we carry it forward yeah. and we're going to do it our way and that's kind of I, I think on some level it feels like we've almost flipped it a little bit that like we're going to take these pieces and we're going to carry it along this way with not singing these songs with really problematic content and being very explicit about community norms being very explicitly welcoming of um you know making sure that we're being really aware of accessibility and, and disability stuff um all sorts of, you know, trying to be really intentional about the spaces that we create. And you are welcome to join us here if you are willing to be part of right. it in that shape. Yeah. And if you're not, we will miss you. But we're carrying it forward in this way because that's what feels important and necessary to us. I have a suspicion that maybe some people who are listening to this, maybe I'm talking to you right now, listener, I don't know, <laughs> might be thinking, wow, that sounds like a police state. Um, but I'm curious about whether or not, like, with those expectations in place and structure, if you've seen some beautiful connections that maybe otherwise would not have happened between gen generations. Like, oh. Can you speak to that? Have you seen, like, like attitudes changed or just, like, certain kinds of maybe um, br bridging happening 
if not total transformation? Like, what have you seen? I, I think I've I think I've seen both. Um, you know, it's it's hard. Like at Youth Trad Song, where we very specifically build in some workshops that are like designed to do intergenerational connectivity. You know, okay, yeah. Like like we've we've had some specific like building intergen- intergenerational community workshops um, that have been fascinating and and really cool to watch and and watching people like share their stories and experiences has been. Um, I think really powerful for the people who've had those conversations and powerful for us as organizers to watch and sort of see that evolve. But I think what it does is it is it it makes people of both generations sort of, uh, this is going to sound silly, I guess, but it, it, it helps people recognize the other one's experience as real. Yeah. Where like, you know, older people will sometimes dismiss the younger folks for like, oh, well, you have these newfangled policy ideas about XYZ thing. And, right. But then if the if the older person is willing to listen to the younger person about, well, here's, here's my experience of this thing and here's why this is important. And, you know, and and the older person also accepts that it's real. Then you get this really good, like, Oh, that explains like, aha, now I have context and it explains a lot. And it's much more, it's much easier to have that conversation about, you know, about why different events function differently and why different Mm. events or organizers make the choices that they do. Um, and it just gives everybody a lot more compassion and empathy and like humanity (laughs) for each other. Um, and, and I think that's been really cool and important. Um, I, I like to think it's traveled beyond YTS too. You know, like when you see the people who, who met having those conversations at YTS, who then show up at something like the Sea Music Festival in Mystic and then continue to have those conversations there. It's been really fun to see. Yeah. And I, I want to be, I feel like I may have done some some broad brush painting that I do not actually stand behind in terms of like uh, painting people who are a generation older than me all in a certain way. And I want to be really careful that that is, that is some people I have encountered. They're like, I grew up doing this. I have immense respect and great, enormous affection for a lot of people who are 20, 30, 40 years older than me in this community. Um, and I do feel like I've had a lot of conversations and not just at YTS where I've had exactly what Nicole's mentioning um, about that, it going both ways, um, and being able to understand some of why some of my friends who are 20 and 30 years older than me are so attached to some of these older practices or ways of doing things that, that was something that was deeply exciting and connected for them when they first started doing it. Or it's something that, um, reflects a way that a person who I have now never met a tradition bearer who was gone before I came yeah. to this mm-hmm. did something where, where I can get context that says to me, Oh, and, and because I have that um, empathy, I can say like, Oh, okay. I can make some more space and maybe be a little less rigid. That doesn't go for things like singing racist lyrics, but there are some things where sure. I can find a lot more space and give in me to say, Oh, I see that's where you're coming from. Right. Like I can get on board with that. Um, so I do think those cross-generational conversations, they've always been enormously mm. important for me, but I really like that we're explicitly making space for them um, at YTS. Yeah. A, a type of dysphoria that I feel like I see in older generations sometimes is I thought people were supposed to respect me. Mm. Like, um, I thought I was supposed to have kind of arrived and now I get to be like respected as an elder. And I think like our our culture is like so uh so toxic and divisive i know that is i know that is rhetoric that is often used in bad faith against you know like leftists or whatever um but uh i think it's true actually and i i want older generations to to feel 
respected and, and revered and wanted. And I think they want that too. And I think that's okay. And the other side of what I'm hearing is it sounds like you're actually putting these folks in a situation where they can actually achieve that because some of the obstacles have been structurally um, handled. And uh, that's like a huge gift for those folks and for the young folks so they can actually get the cool knowledge and wisdom from these older folks without having to worry about like the maybe accidental or on purpose hazing that might come with it. Yeah, it, it, what you're saying is is ringing a bell for me as a teacher of that, like, you know, between a teacher and students, you know, um, respect can't can't be uh, demanded; it has yeah. to be earned, right? Yeah. And that's a great that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah and I've I tried and to I, be a fascist teacher before. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. work. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> um, and, Sorry, uh, previous students. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I and I think it works in both directions, right? Where like. Um, we need to recognize that as young people, there might be older folks who have immediate scorn for like, oh, those young singers singing like those songs in there were like chatting in such and such ways on the sidelines of it. Like, <laughs> like, you know, they'll be, they'll be grumpy about what we do and we'll be grumpy about what they do. And like everybody, you know, everybody, it goes, that goes two ways. Sure. But then, um, but then being able to have these conversations where we can develop and like earn, earn each other's respect in both directions. Like, I think that's. Yeah that's where intergenerational community gets built like really good. Um, like if not agreement, at least understanding, you know, um, like, I don't think we, I don't think we need, I don't think everybody needs to do everything a specific certain way. I think it's just that you, like when you're designing an event and you're considering your audience and the, and the mission of your event, right. You make choices about how you do the things. And if we say like our, you know, our intention is to do things with these things in mind. So we've made these choices that are quite different from these other events that have different setups of what their priorities are. Like, let's just be real clear about that. Do we do it? Do we, do we do it tactfully? Do we, do we earn our tiaras? I mean, <laughs> I like to think so. I feel like I will perpetually be striving for my tiara, but <laughs> um. let's, let's sing another song and then let's, uh, I could do a, like a little bit of business, you know, where where people can go to sign up for this or that or buy this or that album or whatever. Uh, but first, let's sing. What does this say? Over on the other shore. No, above that. Rattling bog. I, I, I'm interested in singing a song about a bog. That calls who's, to me. Who's leading this? Who's leading the bog <laughs> oh, song? Oh, gosh. I mean, it, I'm just trying to think what the thing is in the bog. Uh, the tree in the hole, in the hole in the bog, and bog died in the valley. Yeah. Is this oh, a com- okay. is this a communal, cumulative song? Cumulative, cumulative. cumulative. Yeah, and I so just this is, term. Yeah. This is going back to the sort of what are accessible songs, right? Uh, Some yeah. of these songs. Um, what one of the flavors of that is those sort of building song, and there are a bunch of um, sort of holiday Christmassy. Come and I will sing you uh, yeah. the first day of X thing. Right, right. That that concept, but Rattling Bog is one. I think it's been a camp song a lot. Okay. Like there are a lot of people I find who, especially younger people, who come to this kind of um, to a, a pub sing or a, a social singing of some sort and and know it and get enthusiastic because, of course, Rattlebog of these songs is one of the more rah rah like super high energy. Great. Um, yeah, and so it's a great place to like get to draw in some people who wouldn't necessarily know from a sea shanty or a ballad, but they're like, oh yeah, the Rattlebog. And there's a yeah. fun game to it. Yeah. Because you got to yeah. remember. Yeah, there's a memory yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it... And then there's a chorus. 
Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Um. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. In this bog there was a hole, rare hole, a rattling hole, hole in the bog, in the bog down in the valley oh. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. In this hole there was a tree, rare tree, a rattling tree, tree in the hole, in the hole, in the bog, in the bog down in the valley oh. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. On this tree there was a branch, rare branch, rattling branch, branch on the tree, and the tree in the hole, in the hole, in the bog, in the bog down in the valley oh. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. Hi ho, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. On this branch there was a, a twig, rare twig, a rattling twig, twig on the branch and the branch on the tree and the tree and the hole and the hole and the bog and the bog down in the valley oh. I hold the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. I hold the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. On this twig there was a nest, rare nest, a rattling nest, nest on the twig and the twig on the branch and the branch on the twig and the twig on the hole and the hole and the hole and the bog down in the valley oh. I hold the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley oh. I and eventually you get to like you know, speck on the feather on the <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get to the, like the the amoeba on the feather on the wing oh, on the dear. bird on the egg on the nest on the, like, like all of you know. <laughs> I sang this song last night actually, but it wasn't about a bog. It was it was about Bilbo Baggins. There's a Bilbo Baggins version down in the Shire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. It was great. That's I liked it a lot. <laughs> so I, I went on a um, road trip with my sister and her kids a few weeks ago. Her kids are six and twelve, and I got in the car with them. I met up with them um, in New York. They're in Western New York. I'm in Massachusetts, so we met kind of in the middle and went to drive down um, the highway. And the kids, I got in the back in between the two kids, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna sing these songs." And I was like, "Okay, which one?" And I think they wanted the green grass grew all around, all around, oh, yeah. and the green grass grew all around, which is same concept. Um, but I told them the one I really like is. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. And it's yeah, the same, yeah, yeah. same building concept, but you get yeah. to yell, there's a hole, there's a hole. They <laughs> overruled me, and so we said, but it's great for long car rides, because you can just make up whatever. And so I let, you know, the six-year-old is like, there's a sledgehammer on the bicycle, and the bicycle's on the bird, and the bird's in the shoe, you know. And my sister really wanted to stick, so it was her turn. She was like, the bird's on the feather, like feather on the bird. Yeah. And the bird on the tricycle. And it just became this like, crazy cockamamie. But it kept us busy for half an hour in the car. It was great. So, um, Yeah. The blurring the line between art and craft. Yes. There's a, a purpose to the music. <laughs> I Keep love the kids songs. entertained. I mean, there's a, whole, there's a whole bunch of like holiday songs. That, I mean, I mean yes. like the, the 12 Days of Christmas does Famously. that. And eventually there's like the whole big tongue twister, but everybody shows up for five golden rings. Yeah. Like right. A truly transcendent moment. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we got time for one more. Before we sing our last song, where do people go to follow 
YTS weekend, anything else you want to mention, yeah. recorded musics, etc. So our website is youthtradsong.org. That's all lowercase one word, youthtradsong.org. That's got information on the next Youth Trad Song Weekend, which is going to be the last weekend of March 2023 at Ashokan um, in Olive Bridge, New York. So uh, registration for that opens December 1st. Which is a few short weeks away, so okay. We'd love to have you come good, join us. Good timing. I'll probably release this next week. So great. perfect, yeah. excellent. <laughs> um, and we also have a Facebook group you can join for more updates. Same same information, but we'll give you nudges when it's time to register and um, information on other stuff going on in ancillary communities. Yeah, there's a there's a, a Facebook page for the organization that you can like and follow, and then there's also a group. Which is right, great, bigger. I think for discussion. Yeah, and has some interesting conversations sometimes. And... Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I'm also involved with um, Traditional Music Today, which is another group. Oh on yeah, Facebook. of course. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, discussing a lot of the kinds of issues that we've touched on a little bit here, but um, yeah. um, but we've also been talking about them a lot here at Raise the Rafters, which you should also look up and follow because they're doing great stuff here. Um, and I have two records now out. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of them is a solo record called Long Hot Summer Days, um, and the other is a duo record with my uh, friend and singing partner, Becky Wright. It's called Two in a Garden, um, and that was just released last year. Oh, it's been out like a year. That's exciting. Ah, look at this time. Um, we also have a single out of Mrs. Ravoon, which is very seasonally appropriate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Well, I'll put links in... In the doobly-doo. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I can Love send them to you later. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so this is Three Jolly Fishermen, uh, which you can learn from 15 different places, but I learned it from a lovely man named Bruce when I was growing up. Thanks, Bruce. That's the story. <laughs> Your <laughs> source. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, pick up the pieces as they come to you. Thank you, Chris and Nicole, so much for yeah, doing this. Yeah, this has been a good Thanks for having us. Okay. All right, I'm ready for Three Jolly Fishermen. Yeah. We are three jolly fishermen. We are three jolly fishermen. We are three jolly fishermen. While the merry, merry bells do ring. Make haste, make haste, you'll be too late. Fresh fish, my dear, I cannot wait. For my fine fry of herring. Upon the rocks, we cast our nets upon the rocks while the merry, merry bells do ring. Join it, join it. Make haste, join make it. haste, you'll be too late. Fresh fish, <laughs> my dear, I cannot wait for my fine fry of herring, my body's silver herring. Make haste, make haste.
you'll be too late. Fresh fish, my dear, I cannot wait for my fine fry of herring, my bonny silver herring, my how I sell that while the merry merry bells do ring. We've white and silver bells. Registration for Youth Trad Song Weekend opens December 1st, so set a reminder. Could be the great holiday gift you were looking for. You can sign up at youthtradsong.org. Find out more about Race the Rafters at rtrsong.org. If you're on Facebook, join Traditional Music Today to participate in some generative conversations about what folks are doing to push tradition forward. And visit Nicole's website at nicolesinger.com for links to buy her music. Don't forget to support this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool and check the show notes for links to my banjo lessons, my band, my other podcast, and Get Up In The Cool merch. Thanks again to John C. Campbell Folk School for supporting this episode. Visit them online at folkschool.org. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.